What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here live and in person. Your Red Hot Real Estate host, Mimi Shoneman, is in the building with me this morning. I'm Shannon. Thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back, Mimi. We missed you last week. Thank I you. was lonely in here without Aww. you. I was. Yeah. Not that Phil didn't hold it down. Yeah. Our mortgage expert. He did. He did his best. Yes. Not the same. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. And again, I know you've been incredibly busy out there because the market not slowing down, right? Our housing market here in the Twin Cities. No, you know, it's getting to the point where every offer is a multiple offer. Okay. And boy, they're exhausting <laughs> for everybody concerned. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, it's it was interesting. I was talking uh, with, with a friend and kind of showing them multiple offers that had come in on a property that had only been on the market for like hours and what it looked like from the listing agent's perspective as okay. they're coming in. It's like, oh, here's <laughs> another one, you know, <laughs> and it's a it's a great thing for sellers. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's it's fascinating when you look at a, a whole bunch of different offers and how different they can be written okay. and how. How an excellent offer, you know, how it really just stands out from the crowd. Now, when you say how they can be differently written, what do you mean? Well, there are just so many choices. Okay. Um, For instance, uh, when's your closing date going to be? When you're competing with, uh, you know, you don't really know how many people you're competing with. Let's just say you're competing with 10. Okay. And you know that there are more than one. And you're the buyer and you're the buyer's agent. You need to take that purchase agreement and you sprinkle it with gold fairy dust <laughs> um, so that it really does make you stand out. Now, um, when we're selecting a closing date, and I know we're getting a little bit ahead of some other information we're going to cover today. How much is that? Like, uh, So are you saying that I would, as a potential buyer, want a closing date that is sooner rather than later, being flexible? How do I manipulate that to look make myself look best? Yeah, sooner is better. Okay. Most of the time. Okay. Um, but, you know, you would, that is something that you could send over in an email to say, our buyers are flexible on the closing date. We chose that date, um, but it's certainly flexible. That's something that would be interesting. Now, um, these love letters yes. that we're getting from buyers. And so normally, because I, I heard you speak about those before, Mimi, so it's like people will sit there and tell you more personal information about themselves? Yes. Okay. You know, you get, and I, I talk to my sellers about this, you know, do you want to read the love letters? Okay. Um, or is this just a business transaction for you? And okay. for every seller, it's different, right? You have had this this house that was a home to you, and you've got emotional connection to it yourself. And, you know, do you want to be, you know, possibly swayed because somebody's got a sweet story? I don't know. That's right. a personal decision for each and every each and every seller. Um, but they come in and, you know, sometimes the offer will have a love letter and sometimes it won't. And, you know, I ask my clients, do you want to see the love letter? Um, or does it really matter? Are we just looking at, you know, what you're going to net out that's going to be best for you? Right. And so there's lots of things that you can do in there. And I'm I'm surprised. I will just go ahead and say this. 
um, the number of people who are waiving home inspections. Okay. I don't necessarily think that's a great idea, uh, but uh, from a strategy perspective, it's one less thing that the seller has to worry about. Right. And if you're putting, you know, a long amount of days in your inspection contingency, if you are having one, that's not a good strategy. Um, there's now a, what do you what would be considered a long time period for well, that? That's subjective. Average. Okay, that's All subjective. Right. Um, but I would say anything over a week would okay. in this market would be long. But you understand too, and I understand why people do what they do because the inspectors are also super busy, and maybe you've got your heart set on using a particular company, and you know that they're going to be out, you know, uh, booked out that long. But if you really want the house. You need to ask yourself that question. I mean, the numbers over the asking price are starting to be astronomical. Okay. And so, you know, when you're talking with your seller about that, you know, the house, if the house is being financed, it's yes. still going to have to appraise. Right. And so, you know, what that means is when you go in for underwriting and the the banker, the lender orders the appraisal. You know, that appraiser is going to be looking at the same data that the realtors are looking at. And so you have to still price it according to what the comps have said. And plus you factor in upgrades and things that the seller are doing. So you have to price it well so that you will get the kind of traction in a a multiple offer situation. So just because I am a potential buyer that would like to pay $240,000 for a house, if it comes in at $220,000, I can't get a, I can't finance it for that full amount. Well, is that what you're saying? No, let's just say that you found a house. Well, let's pick a good number that's realistic. Let's just say that you found a $250,000 house. Okay. Um, and it's got everything you want. You believe because you've been looking for a while that it is priced fairly and your realtor has run the, com- the CMA so mm-hmm. that you know what has sold around and that And that's the area. market analysis. Correct. Okay. One mile around the subject. And so you have looked at those numbers and you're like, oh, you know, I think that it's priced right. But then you get the, the announcement that there are multiple offers. And so you're going to be in a bidding war, as they say. Okay. Um, so the listing agents called for highest and best. And you're like talking to your realtor. You're like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? Well, how bad do you want the house? Right. You know, and do you have the, the budget to make up the difference if the appraisal does come in low? Okay. Um, so there's a lot of risk there if you ride it too high. And yeah, you get the house, but it doesn't appraise. Then you don't get the financing unless you've got some, you know, cash stored away or you've got a rich Aunt Betty. <laughs> right. Which many of us do not have. Yeah. Right? So, Betty, <laughs> the Bettys of the world, we love you. Yes. So, and I wish there were more of them <laughs> so we could get more people in the house of their dreams. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, so, you know, you do everything that you can to write the very best offer possible. Um, you know, down payment comes into play. Right. Um, some of the offers that we've been looking at, the the lender came into play because of the reputation of the lender and okay. the solidity that they knew that the pre-approval was, you know, iron solid. Right. And so, you know, everything comes into play. And so you get and I will say, um, you know. These online lenders right. that um, are really popular, uh, I want to be able to look my loan officer in the in the face. Right. If I need, you know, it's a stressful time buying a house. 
Um, it's you want to be able to have a connection with somebody that you can trust, right? That you can look at in the face to ask your questions to. And you know, I I always call when I get uh, offers. I always call the lender and talk to them about what has been done with that file. Where are they? How solid are these buyers? Do they have good credit. You know, and the lenders can only say so much. However, if I can't get a hold of a lender because they're an online lender and they just work Monday through Friday, you know, nine to five, that doesn't bode well for you when multiple offers are happening. Because they, you know, what what your job is to make sure that this deal is probably going to be as solid as it possibly could be so that you're not going through all of this for nothing. Well, let me just ask you this question. So I'm representing you. Right. You're selling your house and, you know... I'm calling all of these buyers lenders and you've got, you know, you've got two or three that you've heard of right here in the metro area. Yes. And then you got one or two that you're like, yeah, I think I've heard of them. And then you got one like, who's that? Right. Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to go with the ones I've heard of. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. and there mm-hmm. you have it. And most people do, I think. Right. Um, unless, you know, it's just an outrageously fantastic offer. Maybe <laughs> right. they're putting 99% down um, and they're going to close tomorrow, you know. So you'll give course, it a shot. You know, mm-hmm. but y- you do have to have some weight into, you know, the the lender. And so, you know, I think that you have to factor in all of those things when you're thinking about what makes up the best offer. And money, of course, is important. Right. You know, what are you going to net? What What are the inconveniences to you as the seller? Um, are you, you know, are they going to ask you to do something, you know, because they've got a long inspection period? You're going to wait 10 days to have an inspection. Well, you know, anything can happen in 10 days. That's a long time. Right. And, you know, what happens if the buyer dies? Yeah. Oof. You know, mm-hmm. what happens if the seller dies? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff can happen. You ha- you can't predict everything. But you, you know, you look at every single thing that's in the purchase agreement to make a determination of what's best interest for the seller. And that's how you come to the conclusion of the highest and best. And it, trust me, it is so difficult to call these agents back that and let them know that their offer wasn't chosen Mm -hmm. um it it, it, there's no pleasure in that for anybody and and if you could if we could like wave a magic wand and make more houses boy wouldn't that be great right um but you just we are in the type of market that we're in we only still have 1.4 months of inventory here in the twin cities and that's from the metro area there are some areas that are much lower than that and a normal market is between five and six months so um, there, it's a very stressful time out there for our buyers. That's for sure. And Mimi, you've already given away some, uh, given out some great information this morning to help people get uh, the most for their, uh, the most for their house when we put it on the market. And we are very willing to take your calls if you call us at six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. Now, piggybacking on what you said earlier about getting the most for your house and getting it sold quickly, you were going to share some information today specifically right well we have information that we want to put out there for everybody who's thinking about selling and we also have our things to consider when selling guides if you'd like one of those those are free for the asking all you have to do is call here with your information um, and we'll be sure and get those out to you now keep in mind 
it's easy to transpose a letter or a number in a phone number or an email address. So be sure and talk, you know, give your information so that we make sure that we've got the right information. Perfect. We'll take your calls and give you some more information on how you can get your house on the market when we return here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Happy Sunday to you all. Thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 107.1. I'm Ms. Shannon, joined by Mimi Shoneman from uh, the Red Hot Real Estate Group. And I was just popping around your website again, the MN Red Hot Real Estate because there is so much information on there because we talk about this every week that a lot of times you go, I've been planning to get my house on the market, right, Mimi? And people don't know where to start. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a complicated process, that's for sure. And, um, you know, that's what we're here for is to help you make the the process a lot easier. Um, You know, it starts with a consultation where we meet and we look at the property and then get the numbers together, your market analysis, and then make a plan. Um, every house is different and every seller's needs are different. And so you just make a comprehensive plan. Now we left the, the last segment talking about, you know, multiple offers and this and that. And I do want to talk one more thing about down payment assistance programs. Okay. So they're fantastic. Um, and they're income based. So, you know, if you qualify for a down payment assistance program and you can take advantage of that, that's great. However, with that said, Coming in with a down payment assistance program in a multiple offer situation could be a little bit uh, hard for okay. a buyer. Um, because if you're coming in and, you know, let's say, for instance, that the agent doesn't understand the program and some people don't and you don't understand what what entails. OK. However, if you're coming in and you know you're in multiple offers, I would suggest and this is just my opinion, that you use that program only if you really need it. Okay. Um, now, there are people that qualify for those programs that may or may not need it. Right. And they may have a, a relative that can gift them some money. It doesn't, your offer up against someone who's, let's say, 100% cash, it doesn't make you look strong. Okay. And so just keep that in mind. Um, right. Use it if you need it. And we have lots of tips like that coming up in the rest of the show here. But also, if you have a question, the number is 651-641-1071. Right now, Brooke's on the line. Brooke, uh, you have a question regarding a withholding agreement? Hi, Brooke. Are you there? All right. We're going to have to come back to them. So, uh, Joe, let's see what's going on with Joe. Joe, what's going on with you about buying a home? Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, so I think I am ready to buy a home, but I'm just not sure. I think I've got all like the beginning finances I need. I don't have any outstanding debt, and I'm pretty sure I make enough money, but I'm just not 100% certain. Okay. Um, kind of what are your questions, Joe? I mean, do you have any you know questions that you're not really sure about yet? Uh, I just I just don't know how to go about like starting it. Like, who do I talk to, or where should I go first? Okay. Well, I think that you've called the right place. And so the place that I think that you need to to go first is to talk with a trusted loan officer. And then they will run all the financials and make sure that you qualify. And if you don't qualify, that they're going to uncover what it is that you'll need to do to, um, you know, get things ready to to start looking. And so if you'd like to leave your information with our producer, we'd be happy to talk to you, you know, early this week. Because it sounds like you're doing so you, you're doing the self-help version of pre-work. Is that what you're doing, Joe? Is that you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, he's like started around. He's kind of like watched a couple of TV shows, maybe right. put away, squirreled away a little bit of cash. But you haven't actually talked to a professional yet. Right, Joe? 
Correct. And so that's good. I mean, that everybody's got to start somewhere, Joe. And, you know, that's exactly the right place to start is to start kind of understanding. Um, and I think that the more that you know in this market, the better off you'll be equipped. Um, so uh, you definitely want to talk with a loan officer and we can help you out with that. Okay. Perfect. Our producer will get all your information. We'll contact you after the show. And I think that that's perfect information for people because you go, all right, I think I can get most of this ready myself, but you put off actually talking to a professional when so much of the information that we talk about here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show is go ahead, jump in, talk to people who are dealing with this every day. So you can actually go, am I missing something or am I ready? Like, you know, that it takes all of that question out, like what Joe just shared with us. Absolutely. Because how do you know if you're if you're really ready unless you've talked to somebody? I mean, you can do all of the preliminary reading and, you know, watching the shows and all of that is great information. But unless you actually sit down and, you know, because if you haven't run your own credit report, you know, there could be an alias on there where somebody right. has done something and you might have to do some unexpected credit you know, fixing. Right. Of, you know, nothing that you've done yourself, but you just need to take care of that. Right. Because there are little, there, there might be little speed bumps along the road. Yeah. But let's say we are ready uh, to get your house on the market. So we've gotten to the point that we're like, okay, Mimi, I want you to help me actually sell my house. So right. how do I get, to, what, what, what advice are you going to give us today? Well, first of all, I want to know from you and, and let's just use you a real life example. Right. What made you purchase the home? That, uh, that you purchased before? Um, when I went through it, I could really just see myself living in it. They happened to have a similar, you know, aesthetic. I was like, they, it looked it looked like I could very easily imagine living in the house when I went and, got, and looked through it. Okay. And so what were some of the things in it that made you feel that way? Uh, it had just enough furniture. You know, I thought that the way they had their office set up, it looked very modern and usable and friendly. And, you know, the, the rooms all... It didn't take a lot of like imagination for me to see how I would walk through how I how I would live in this home. Okay, so to your point, you bought your first home because it was staged. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as a note for sellers out there, you know, this is really a a very important point. Um, You know, it's very difficult for buyers to be able to imagine themselves in a space. And so, let's say, for instance, you've got a third bedroom off of the kitchen that you're using as a dining room. Okay. Maybe they need three bedrooms and they're looking at that and they're like, ah, this is not going to work for me. Right. You know, so it it sounds silly. It sounds silly even as I'm saying it, but you want to make sure that the space that you've got in your house is appropriate for what it's designed to be. That totally makes sense. Like I'll use it back to me, my personal experience, you know, and I'm sharing this with the my talkers. I had decided to make my downstairs bathroom into my little workout room. Kind of thing. What? I know. I thought I told you that. No. So I put all my workout equipment because I have an overly large downstairs bathroom. And I'm, you know, so right now it has my my exercise in it. And I put a TV up on the wall. So it's a workout room as far as I would say. It's a sauna. Yes, okay. it did. I actually I put my diffuser in there. So it smells like lemongrass when I'm in it. So, yes, it's perfect. But that would be a weird 
concept if I was trying to sell the house. So I would want it to go back to this space needs to look like what the space was intended for. Yes. Gotcha. Unless you don't have any place to put your cycle thing. But if I'm trying to sell the house, I probably need to put it in storage. You've given me that advice. Before. Yeah, I need to get because rid of all that this bathroom stuff. needs to look like a bathroom. nice and spacious. <laughs> okay. And why has she got a, a gym piece of equipment <laughs> in her bathroom? Um, but all of that stuff is important. And, you know, the other thing that I get are like art on the wall. Okay. And when I say art, I mean like posters. Yes. Um, and, and handmade drawings, things like that that are sentimental. Um, those really do need to come down. Okay. And sometimes you have to have a conversation with other family members to explain the importance of why they need to come down. Because as I'm looking at you and I see a poster behind your head, it stops me right there. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking at the stuff you have on your wall versus versus looking at your room. And people are visual. That's okay. just the way it goes. And so you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to make the room feel open and inviting and clean and fresh. Um, all of those things go a long, long way. Um, if you've got, you know, fingerprints, uh, paint, crayons on your wall, it's life, right? We know this, these things happen. Right. But when you're getting your house ready, you want to make sure that you're you're getting it as close to that model experience that you see when you go into these homorama type of places or when you're watching HGTV. Perfect. All right. Well, when we get back, we're going to give you some more tips on how you can get your house on the market. And what else do you want to cover, Mimi? Yeah, we'll just keep talking. All right. Well, if you have a question, you call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Thank you for joining us here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. Joined from the Minnesota Red Hot Real Estate Group by Mimi Shoneman, as we are every week. And and Mimi, uh, we have a question, and I'm going to try and distill it. So thanks for calling, Brooke. But we were talking about trying to pick a realtor. And uh, the way that she described it is that she's finding, like, two schools of thought. There's, uh, you know, and, and I think that this kind of goes back to finding a realtor that fits your particular needs and lifestyle. So, I mean, when you are looking for that and people start throwing around words like, you know, we're going to list it right away or we're going to list it later or these kind of things. How do you determine who's the right fit for you? You know, everybody's got their own way of doing business because all realtors are independent contractors. We're self-employed people. And um, I think Brooke's question was uh, regarding a coming soon okay. campaign. Um, where the listing is withheld for a certain amount of time, and that's for the real estate agent to be able to kind of create a little bit of uh, drama okay. around the listing and some excitement, which is all a good thing, right? Right. But what happens when you have uh, when you publish a cu- coming soon? Um, what happens is that people will let me see if I say this. You'll get a lot of contacts from people who see the sign that want to get in and see it right away. As you can imagine, yes. um, you see it coming soon. It's like dangling a carrot out in front of, of you, which is exactly what you want. You want to create excitement and drama around a new listing. Um, however, with that said, uh, if the property is shown um, ahead of coming on the market, are you really able to get as many people excited about it as when it hits the MLS and the general pop population sees it? So a lot of times when a property comes on the market and you it it's kind of a ta-da moment right like here here i am in all my glory and it will come on the market even with a withheld gotcha uh, at some point but if you sell it prior to it coming on the, the true market 
have you really been able to expose it to all the people or have you really only exposed it to your listing agent and, okay. and their contacts? So, you know, I don't know. It's it's something that each person has to think about what's better for them. Right. Um, it is a strategy of doing it like that and creating a lot of drama. But um, I will say that you know, when you actually put it on the market out there and let let all of the realtors have access to it. Um, it creates even more drama. And that's how a lot of these multiple offer situations come on. So I, I can only imagine if you didn't do that and you allowed an agent to come in when the thousands of other agents didn't get a chance to see it on the MLS. Right. You know, have you really created the drama that that seller really, really should have? Perfect. And so it's just something to talk about. Um, when you do sign the withhold agreement, you're you're notified that you're not going to be exposing it to the whole market. Right. So it's really something for Brooke to sit down and, and talk about it. And Brooke, if you're listening still and you'd like to talk about it, give us a call. You can reach us at 651-578-2218 and we can talk to you about it further. And I think that that goes back to something that we said before is that it's okay to talk to multiple realtors before you make your selection. Absolutely. Because you are really finding someone that you are going to trust to guide you through this journey. And it is a, it is, that is exactly the perfect analogy to the process of listing a home. It's a guide. Okay. Um, you're helping somebody to do a very complicated process. Um, you're hoping to help them sell it and you do the best that you can, but it, it's different. I'm different from you. Um, you're different from me. You may approach something in a completely different way. Right. And, you know, we're all different. And so we're, nobody is going to do something exactly the same. Perfect. So when we are back to our, our other subject matter of getting your house ready to uh, show it, what is the next step that we want to cover? Well, I want to know, Miss Shannon, mm-hmm. why are you moving? Fair enough. Okay. So am I, you know, in this particular scenario, let's say that I need to get more space. So I'm, I, you know, I've outgrown my home. So I need to move and go find more space for me and my family and my two cats. Okay. And so... When you say that to me, what I hear in my head is how do I find people who are like you when you first bought the house? Got it. Okay. Okay. So when you first bought your place, you were not encumbered with a family or cats. You were single Miss Shannon hot on the town. Yes, exactly. That's precisely the scenario. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that is the case with every single house most of the time. So you have a lot of different people that will be good for a house. Um, So why would you ever put like a large family into a small house? Right. That's not going to work. Or if you're in a one bedroom condo and you know that you're going to be getting married and probably have a family soon. And so to your point, you're putting your baby in the bathroom. Yes. With the bassinet. Yes. Um, And that's putting them in the walk in closet. And that's not really a bad. And you see that a lot. You really do. And so what I like to talk with people is like, why are you moving? What were you like when you got here? And let's see how we can find people like that, because how you were is probably going to be a good guess on how people are going to be that are going to come to you. Right. So that's always good information to know. Um, Because it was the case, like when I was Miss Shannon hot on the town and was looking for my house at the time, uh, some of the houses that I looked at were too much house. You know, I was like. I don't need this much house for a while. Right. And mm-hmm. what are you going to be doing with four bedrooms? Right. right. Exactly. I'm like, like, that's just something else to dust. And I'm not going to take up sewing. I don't need a whole nother room for sewing stuff. I yeah. can see you sewing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the things to think about, too, is 
the most beautiful scenario right now in this market is when you qualify to buy before you sell. Okay. Now, I the clients that I've worked with that have had the ability to do that, their experience right now is so much less stressful. Um, it's a little bit stressful because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I don't want to have two house payments. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you have to accomplish getting over that fear. Right. But what it really does do for you, it, it allows you to get the home that works for you without you having to freak out and compete with everybody and get that all settled down and then go back and get your house emptied out, cleaned up, freshened, you know, possibly some updates right. and then pop that guy on the market and you know hopefully you're going to be in multiple offers before you know the end of the day. Yes. Those people have had the most pleasant experiences in this hot hot sellers market. Okay. It's difficult to be a buyer and you know make your offer contingent on the, your house selling. Yeah. That also is not attractive to a seller. What happens if your buyer falls out and then it trickles down? Um, and so all these contingencies that people write into these offers, the seller has to t- to weigh them each and every one. And it makes a big difference if you're unencumbered and you can already go and know that know with confidence that your house is going to sell. And, you know, it, it just becomes such a better experience. And usually when you're working with somebody that's in that scenario, you can help them try as much as possible. Yes. You know, life. Life happens. So things do not always work out perfectly, but you can try and do the due diligence that things do work in that specific like domino effect where it's like, we'll get this done and then we'll be able to do the next step. Yes. And, you know, if you are a a seller who is very opinionated, it can be difficult for you to stop and listen to your realtor. Um, you do need to, to take direction and be able to understand that we have your best interest at heart. And if we tell you the house needs to be painted, if you can't afford it, it really should be because okay. we wouldn't tell you to spend the money if we didn't fully believe. Now, from a return on investment, you know, that is probably that and carpet is okay. going to be your best investment. If your carpet is, you know, it's a first impression. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. It's not like it's so and sellers will say, but that has no bearing on this house. This I bought this house and it didn't have good carpet and it still doesn't have good carpet and I bought it. So I don't understand that. Right. And, you know, yes, you might may be able to get a buyer that doesn't care about those things. However, wouldn't you rather have somebody like throw the doors open and have a ta-da moment where people are are seriously like, wow, this is fantastic. And it creates that buzz that you're looking for. And people come in droves, massive showings, drives the price up. And so if you price the the property properly, (laughs) say that 10 times. (laughs) Yeah. If you price it well and you do all of the things to make it look pretty and nice on the inside, clean, clean is the first thing. Um, and it, it, all of those things are going to get you top dollar for your property in this hot market. Buyers still care about these things. And right. you, can, you can say all day long, I'm not I'm going to do it as is. We want to talk to you if right. you're if you're having the thought process of an as is person. Let me show you the difference between as is and a couple of little lipstick updates. And, and Mimi, one of the questions we've gotten before is that, OK, what? What if the person want? They're going to replace all of this stuff anyway. They're going to make the house their own. Why am I spending all of this money when they're going to want to come in and tailor make so much of the 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 property once they buy it anyway? They still want to be able to feel like they've got 
a nice home that right. they're moving into. So yes, maybe they're going to come in and do some cosmetic changes. Maybe they don't like your oak cabinets or maybe they don't like the 1940s older style cabinets that are still original to the house. Right. Um, flooring, you know, it's all personal, right? We all have different difference in opinions, but I think that we can all agree what is still finished and nice okay uh, versus uh it's not exactly what i want but it's finished and nice and now i can see my own personal stuff and making my own you know changes to make it my style right so So you're better off going okay i'm gonna bring the house to finished nice and neutral versus going well we know that they might hate this carpet so i'm just not gonna bother to put new carpet in well it is important to have nice carpet Um, if you've got cruddy carpet um, it really leaves a, a very strong impression on okay. buyers. It really does. And if you've got the kind of flooring where you're not sure if you should take your shoes off when you walk in the door, then you, you really sh- should, you know, go ahead and replace the flooring. Okay. And it, it does make a huge, huge difference on what we can uh, do in the market. And you don't want to leave a carpet allowance. You know, that's the other thing that people say, I, I can't walk on a carpet allowance. Okay. I can't smell that new carpet smell with a carpet allowance. And maybe the buyer doesn't have any idea how much carpet costs. Right. And maybe they can't get past it even to think about that because they walk in and the first thing they're like is hitting the, in the face with this, this bad looking stuff and it doesn't smell good either. Right. So you want to do everything you can as far as that goes. So, um, we want to talk about pricing and how we go about uh, strategizing on getting a good price for your house and but but pricing it competitively. Okay. And so that you're not sitting on the market in days on lots of days. We'll also take your calls when we get back. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate show. Another week here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071 with your host Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. And again, you can always go to Mimi's website, mnredhotrealestate.com. That is a great place to get all of the preliminary resources that you need if you're talking about buying or selling your home. You know, and every week we do encourage people to call in at 651-641-1071 because you also give out those great guides, Mimi. Absolutely. Um, so if you're thinking of buying or selling either one, we have these comprehensive guides for spring 2018. Um, and they've got a lot of good information in it, but we also have a lot of different uh, pieces of information, depending on what your needs are, that we could possibly help you with. Right. Um, so be f- feel free to check out the website and give us a call anytime, 651-578-2218. That's a great place also to sign up for the View of Minneapolis, uh, VueMinneapolisHomes.com and, and, and all of these different resources and get my uh, market snapshot. Let's talk about those because we haven't talked about those yet. Today. Yeah. If okay. you're shopping, a great search site is ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com. Be sure and check that out. And uh, also our market snapshot, if you are a homeowner, it's a really good resource for you to be able to get information about the homes that are selling in and around your neighborhood. And that's SendMyMarketSnapshot.com. Yes, ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com, SendMyMarketSnapshot.com. All these are also on our website here. We'll make sure we give you all the information on those links again before we close the show today. Yeah. So when you're talking about pricing a house and getting that part ready, um, of course, everybody, you would have to be, I don't know, in a coma if you didn't know that this was a hot seller's market. Okay. Um, and so that brings sometimes a little bit of false, um, 
false what's the word I'm looking for security where you're yeah. just sure that you're going to be able to sell it so you think you don't have to put any work in is that what you're getting at? or you know you want to just overprice it just to test the market okay so that's not a good philosophy in my opinion is to test the market what you want to do is look at it like an appraiser would look at it what has sold in the last six months within one mile radius of yours if you don't happen to have um, enough comps that are similar to yours, then y- yes, you're going to have to go outside of that radius. Okay. But you're going to need to find properties that are like yours and price it accordingly. And when I say price it accordingly, you're looking at the type of home, you're looking at the square footage, you're looking at the photos to try and gauge you know, what sort of upgrades have been done in each and every house. Well, you know, you can't say, well, my neighbor sold down the ho- down the street for 250 and so I want to just try to go to 275 and see what happens. Okay. But you're in a one story and they're in a, a four level split. All you right. Know, so it, it's not apples to apples, even though you're on the same street, which makes the whole pricing, the, the market analysis, what makes it more like uh, an art versus a science because it's it's subjective. Okay. What have you done to your house? Maybe maybe my house. I you and I live on the same street, Miss Shannon. Yes. And we both have Ramblers. Let's just say. Okay. And um, I don't know. I just I'm just the HGT person. Right. I'm gonna do it myself. I don't have to pay anybody, and so I've got the quarter round on the floor, and it's all squirrely and (laughs) there's no angles that look good and nails are popped out and I've got linoleum on top of it and you know I've painted my my linoleum counters because I couldn't afford to put anything on there because I'm broke right and and it it was fine it was just mine exactly and I've got socks for curtains because (laughs) I can't afford to buy curtains and you know or I liked socks I like socks it's a good look yeah you know or maybe because I love cats I've painted cats all over my wall right whereas you Miss Shannon you have champagne taste right and so every possible appointment that you can think of you've got granite everywhere in your bathroom I've redone all of my outside i have this great garden garden in the back the you front have, has amazing curb appeal i redid everything james hardy siding yes you've got the top of the line roof you've just replaced your furnace and all the carpet that you have you could just sleep on that it's so plush yes so you've done it all right and not only that but you have amazing design style too so your furniture is completely the right scale it fits your room amazing right and as soon as you walk in you think that you're a gabbert's a uh, gotcha okay yes. so whose house is going to sell for more money yours well, I or mine hope mine okay <laughs> if I, I am that stylish you and are well that manicured in my home i would hope mine exactly mm-hmm. and so there you have it so you've got two exactly the same one has great potential mine because <laughs> you're pro- I'm probably not going to get as much money for right. mine as you are. Because you're the as-is person. I'm you're the as-is person okay. and, and not even a very good one. Right. Okay, so everything I've done has been below par. Just haphazard. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, those are the kind of things. I mean, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek here about it, but it's true to some extent. Right. Um, you know, And we know we're being extreme. We're not saying that there's anything, you know, we. I don't want anyone who's listening on our My Talkers to go, oh my gosh, Mimi was talking bad about me. No, we weren't. We're making up a scenario. I'm talking <laughs> uh, about bad uh, about me. Yes. If everybody, if, you know, if Mimi did everything, if Mimi didn't take Mimi's own advice. There you have <laughs> that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, and everybody's situation is different. Right. And we don't do understand that life happens 
and that there may be circumstances that don't allow people to fix their homes up, even though they want to. Yes. And they have the best of intention. That's where we can help as well. We have buyers that are wanting to buy as is properties. So if you are listening or if you know somebody who wants to sell, but they're afraid because they can't or they just don't have the energy or maybe their health doesn't allow them to do any of these things. Call us. Right. We have lists of buyers who would love to purchase a property like that. And so you don't have to sit back and worry. We're talking about today the ideal way of listing yes. a property. Not always the way that it goes, though. Right. And that's what we're saying is that we know that there is always a variety of scenarios and situations for anybody that is trying to, you know, either get into another home or just sell their home so they can move into a different part of their life, a different stage of their life. So we get that. We're just saying that if you can, don't think that you shouldn't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit in the time that we have remaining about the rooms. Okay. Um, so you're definitely, your goal is to make sure that your rooms look the biggest that they can. Okay. And what that means, it means putting things away. And uh, although it seems perfectly common sense that you'd have soap and a toothbrush in your bathroom, you should probably put those away and just keep the counters completely clean and, and decluttered. All right. Um, that's for the bathroom. Nobody wants to see your trash receptacle either. Okay. And if you've got a, a tub that might have some grime in there, you just want to do some deep cleaning and make sure that that's spotless. Um, clean, my mom always said, is is easy and cheap. Yeah. So um, that's the thing that I would recommend. Now, in the kitchen, the same kind of thing goes, right? Uh, even though you've got the basket that you always put your dishes in, that you hand wash in the sink, you want to have the sink completely empty. Okay. And, you know, if you're, depending on, you know, how your house is positioned, you may think about taking down your curtains and your blinds to open up the window and let oh, more okay. sunshine in um, to make that make that room feel even bigger. What about all my appliances, like my mini appliances, like my pancake griddle and my toaster and all that stuff? Should I leave it out or get rid of it? No, those really need to go. Uh, If you don't have a lot of cabinet space, you know, put them in a a storage bin in some sort of closet, at least for while your house is on the market. The same thing, too, is if your pantry or your cabinets aren't adequate for all of your foodstuffs and you're, you're storing them on the very top, That doesn't have really good visual appeal either. And what it says to the buyer when they're walking in the room is that, oh, no, there's not enough cabinet space here. Right. So that's probably not going to work for me either. So you want to definitely take a look at all of that. Now, when you're getting ready for your pictures, um, all of these rugs that everybody wants to throw down, especially here in the winter, Take them up, if at all possible, with the exception of the rug that, you know, people would step on as they're coming into your house. Okay. So that you need because of the snow and the the sand and everything. You don't want to be scratching up your floors. Now, how do you, is it something that my realtor will handle, like having a photographer come in? Is it some better to do it a certain way and not take a bunch of photos on my phone and then send them to you? Like, how do you handle that part? No, I like the idea of the photo shoot of my home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we always hire professional photographers in uh, most 99% of the time. Sometimes we don't if it's a, a particular type of property, but most of the time we do and um then we make sure that the the home is 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 photographed in the best possible light that's possible okay so i mean that's gonna you need to take into consideration which direction your house is facing and what time of day 
that the sun is going to be positioned on there the best. Okay. So that, you know, if it's going to have a shadow up until a certain point, you know, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of, of the light and the blue skies. And so even if we have a gray day, we can Photoshop in a blue sky and that's not a problem. <laughs> so yeah, the, the definitely the professional photos, um, even though I've got a good camera and, you know, I would not recommend me as a photographer. Okay. Okay. So, um, kitchen, dining room, same thing too. Um, you want to make sure that things are just kind of sparse. Now, if you've got a China hutch yes. or if you've got a display cabinet someplace in your area, that clutter is, it will stop you. And okay. so you want to organize that area and make sure it looks neat and presentable. So if you've, you've got, so if you so- have a hutch and you have very, you know, displayable yes. dishes, then you can leave those there. You do. But okay. if you have so many dishes in there that things are turning over on their side okay. or things are stacked on, on top of stacks, you know, collectibles, they are energy drainers. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. And so you want to make sure that you're you're kind of, it's kind of like feels like you're going to an Airbnb. All right. Right. You're, it's just, just what you need and nothing more than what you need. Got that it. That makes sense. Um, the other thing too in your bedrooms, um, bedrooms are a private space. You got a lot of smells going on in these bedrooms. Yes. So, um, wash those comforters, those duvets or get new ones. Um, not so maybe the, just have some that are just for showing. Well, you not can, your normal ones. Well, it depends if they're, you know, 20 years old, you might want to think about getting some new ones. Okay. Um, or if they're ratty, you know how uh, y- y- things can only live for so long. Just you exactly. were talking about I it was yourself. just saying, I just redid a bunch of stuff in my bathroom just because it was worn out. Yeah. Time to get f- to freshen up. Mm-hmm. So definitely things like that. Toys, um, visual clutter like that. It's difficult for children and, and it's very stressful for parents to be you know always on i can only imagine i was a complete wreck when i only had to deal with a cat yes so but um you definitely need to prepare yourself and and just put away the things that you think that they will not really need and then have an area where things can just be kind of pushed into quickly for when you have showings um, also, too, for, for busy people, you may want to think about having a, a notice, a certain amount of time where you're notified for showings, not before a certain time and not after a certain time for, right. for dinners and things like that. So, you know, all of those things are really important. And as we come into summer and spring, your curb appeal is also going to be important. So you want to make sure that that's clean and tidy and inviting from the street. And we want to make sure that people get a hold of you. So, again, the website is mnredhotrealestate.com. And the phone number again, Mimi? 651-578-2218. And you can always go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.